Hey guys, welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca Spooner from Hip Homeschooling, and this is a weekly podcast from my chaos to yours. I'll be sharing homeschool tips, parenting stories, and faith-based encouragement for Christian moms. This podcast will be far from perfect, and that's my goal, to keep it real, to be authentic, and to share tidbits of truth from the trenches of motherhood. Good morning. Today we are continuing along with our series about the different homeschool styles. And I really wanted to jump right in with um, one of the more common homeschool styles that I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to, which is traditional homeschooling. So traditional homeschooling, if you don't know what it is, you have to kind of think of it like everything you grew up with, like everything that was modeled to you, like everything they are doing at school. If you are playing school at home, then you are most likely traditional homeschooler. That is what you are doing right now. Whether or not you want to continue on this path is totally up to you. And today we're going to be talking in depth about what that looks like, why people generally go that direction, and also some of the ways that, in my opinion, I think that it can have some pitfalls and some of those pitfalls and what they are. Now, I want to just put a disclaimer out there from the very beginning. If you are a traditional homeschooler and if you are finding that that is working amazing for your kids, that they're thriving, that you're happy, if you like the schedule and the routine and they like the schedule and routine, awesome. A lot of you, if you have special needs homeschoolers, um, if you have um, children with you know, whatever, attention deficit disorder or a sensory processing disorder or whatever you might be dealing with in your homeschool, sometimes I have heard that, you know, it's better for students to have more structure in that situation. So if you are finding that for your child, they need a ton of structure and they do really well knowing very clearly what is expected of them, moving through their workbooks and having a clear sense of starting and stopping, then you know what? There's no need to mess with that. And don't feel like you need to change just because you're hoping for something different. Because the reality is, is it's all about finding what works. It's all about finding what works for you and makes you happy and fulfills you because if you hate homeschooling, your kids are going to pick up on that. It's also about finding what's working for your children. So if your children are thriving and doing well, even if in your head you're thinking unschooling or Charlotte Mason sounds awesome, the point here is about finding what works. And if you are in something that works for you, then ignore everything that I'm going to say because yes, there are pitfalls. I believe there's pitfalls with anything that we do, and we all have to watch out for them. But find what works for you. That is the key to homeschooling, okay? This is just something to help some people who might still be searching for that key. So traditional homeschooling is common. And I'm actually just going to be reading from a blog post that I wrote about this because as I was rereading it and trying to think of new points, it really does sum up very quickly what traditional homeschooling is. And it, um, it really clearly identifies, I believe, um, all of the different points. So I'm just going to read that and I'm going to be linking to it. So at this point, if you're like, man, I don't got time for this podcast, then that's okay. Just scroll up and you're going to see a link to this blog post where you can read it. 
once I've finished reading it, I'll talk to you guys a little bit about um, my feelings on that and we'll go from there. So here we go. Are you ready? So if you have not taken the homeschool style quiz, that is the number one thing you need to go do right now. You need to head over there and try it out. Um, you do need to, in my opinion, take it twice. The first time, take it as you actually are, not as you want to be. And you guys, that's like a hard thing to do when we take quizzes because what we want and expect in our brains is so strong that sometimes we're putting those things down and we're not being truly honest. And so it's hard to take a quiz or a test like this um, being, I think, truly authentic and honest. But here's the thing, no one's going to see your results. So try to be as honest as you can because that's really going to help you identify what you are and then go ahead and take it again and try to figure out, okay, yeah, I know what I am, I know what I do, but what would I like my homeschool to be? Because that's going to help you identify if you're on the right track or if you need to maybe make some changes. So I'm going to link to that as well up above, but um, if you have not done that, head on over and take it. If you've taken that and you found out you have the traditional homeschooling approach, or if you're just curious about this style, I'm going to be talking about that. So traditional homeschooling essentially means playing school. It means taking a traditional school setting and trying to mimic it in your homeschool. So I give a little list here. You know you're a traditional homeschooler if. Now some of these are slight exaggerations. Some of them are not. And I can guarantee you I've actually seen all of these. So you might think this is an exaggeration, but you're not going to be all of these. Okay. So if you have little desks for each of your children, oh, and maybe even a teacher's desk for you. I've been there, you guys. I went and got little antique desks. I had my own. I'm not saying that's wrong. That doesn't even necessarily make you a traditional homeschooler, but that's like a check mark, okay? Keep it in mind. Uh, if you love workbooks, love them. Like curriculum shopping is it's your happy place. You want as many workbooks as you can. You love the smell of it. You love the little empty boxes. That's just, you love it. Then you might be a traditional homeschooler. If you love schedules, if you have a, a, a little planner and you love to plan for both yourself and your children and make lists and see things get accomplished and checked off, there's a good chance that you're a traditional homeschooler. If you have written down recess, okay, and I have done this, this is a total confessional, I am at heart a traditional homeschooler. That is just part of who I am and what I came into this whole experience as. If you've done that, then you might be playing school, which would make you a traditional homeschooler. If you've ever packed your kids' little lunches, okay? All of this pointing towards your playing school. Um, if you are really concerned with your kids being completely on track with other kids their age. Now think about this one for a second, because when you go out and you talk, we're talking about deep set insecurities. And this is even something we don't talk about often, but our husbands really have to be in on this as well. Because just because you might be totally confident that each child grows at their own pace, and you're totally fine if your kids aren't matching up with school-aged children, often your husband is very concerned about those things. So whether you are fine with it or he is fine with it, one of you often is not on that same page. And so this is important to talk about. Um, and important to be honest with yourself because when you're talking with your friends whose kids are in school, if you feel that insecurity rising up, 
then that is a deep set part of your value for homeschooling. And that might mean you're a traditional homeschooler. In fact, that's a really key indicator right there. If you focus on curriculum that aligns with what the schools are teaching, at least in ability and concept. Okay, so I know I don't have Common Core up here in Canada, but I know a lot of you, the big concern is Common Core. A common core. But I've talked with and helped a lot of people through my curriculum course, which I will also link to above. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that have um, either been totally adverse to Common Core, but they're still concerned they want their children to be on par, at least in what they're learning about, so that they can keep up if they ever put them back in. And I've met homeschoolers that because they're not sure how long they're going to do this, they want to teach their children Common Core because they want their kids, again, on par with other students their age. So if you are choosing curriculum based on that, then you have the values of a traditional homeschooler. If you love tests and evaluations, and it's really important to you to track progress, to see that you guys are moving forward, that's a really key indicator of being a traditional homeschooler. If you have a little filing cabinet that you fill with examples of your students' work and maybe an attendance list. Now again, you guys, this doesn't all make you a traditional homeschooler, okay? This is a huge compilation list. Um, so don't be disheartened by some of these and this could mean nothing for you because we're all different and sometimes these styles put you in a little box and we're going to talk about eclectic homeschooling down the road, but you might be a mix of everything. So just just don't don't put yourself in a box, I guess is what I'm saying right now. But um, if you, you know, a lot of people too have to do these things because of where they live. So if you're obligated to keep an attendance list, but you're an unschooler, well, that's not going to make you a traditional homeschooler. So take it with a grain of salt. If you're drawn to curriculum that has a teacher's planner and very well laid out lesson plans, and if you love to teach to your kids. Now, when I say to your kids, I'm not talking about let's all sit in a little section and, you know, learn together. I'm talking about I want to have my teacher's guidebook and I want to read to you from the text and I want to write things on the board and I want to lecture. I want to lecture to my kids. Sometimes, I mean, again, you guys, totally honest, that's me. I love that. I love playing school. I've played school all growing up. That was like my dream. I was going to teach my children. And what made that so appealing to me was because I wanted to be a teacher. That is part of who I am. It's part of my gifting. It's part of who I was made to be. So for me, when I went into homeschooling, my vision for it was to be who I felt like I was made to be. So I had my little planners and I had our little desks and I had all the curriculum with the teacher's planners and the student's books and tons of workbooks and I was going to teach to my children. And the problem was that none of that worked out for me. And so I went through an identity crisis <laughs> and I had to find my place in the homeschooling world because all of a sudden it wasn't just about what I wanted. It was about uh, logistics. It was about the craziness of my life and my family and toddlers and preschoolers and just the fact that there wasn't enough of me to go around. Logistically speaking, I could not physically, I could not lecture to four different kids at four different grade levels with four different subjects on every single subject that we were doing. 
there's no possible way that I could lecture science to a grade four, lecture science to a grade three, now I'm going to go lecture science to a grade two, now I'm going to go lecture science to my preschooler, wait, repeat, now I'm going to go through, do the same thing for math, now I'm going to go do the same thing for socials, now I'm going to go do this, there's no way, there is not enough time in the day. So the problem was that that came in combined with the fact that I have very different children with very different learning styles and they hated being taught that way. So my idea of homeschooling pretty much went up in smoke. And that was a rough couple of years. And yeah, it took me a couple of years to find my way. So I'm hoping to help you guys avoid what I went through. So now after reading that list, some of it may be a bit of an exaggeration to you. You may be sensing that this is not the most effective homeschool style. And for many people, that is the case. Okay, I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying for many people, this is not the most effective way. I believe there are better ways if it's not working for you. But it is a common approach, especially for new homeschoolers. Why? Because it is the way that we were taught. Okay, it's how you were taught. It's how you were modeled learning. So naturally, you're going to continue in the same pattern. And you guys, even if you are not a traditional homeschooler and you have totally different values and you say, okay, but my primary goal is not, you know, checking off the list and getting a good grade and staying on par. So I'm not traditional. My primary goal is a love of learning and going with my kids' interests. And so I'm more of an unschooling model. Take a second and think about your husband. Because in our family, and I can guarantee you that this is happening other places as well, I went through this huge identity crisis and journey where I tried my traditional homeschooling approach for an entire year, bombed it, failed, big fat F on my forehead. And then I went through two years of kind of trying and then trying all these different curriculums and trying to find my way and trying to figure out what worked for my kids and what I still enjoyed. And it was this massive journey of a lot of tears on both my kids and my behalf to find the place that I'm in today where I'm still on a journey. I am still on my journey to where I think we're going to eventually be. My husband didn't go through that. He had some discussions with me when I would be at my wit's end and, you know, crying on his shoulder. But the reality is he wasn't there day in and day out trying this and trying that and seeing how this didn't work and trying this. He grew up in a public school system. He was modeled a traditional sense of learning. And so when he looks at education for our children, that's his natural go-to because he's never, ever, ever thought or tried or done anything different because I'm the homeschooler. He goes off to work every single day. So again, this is just all things I think we have to be aware of and it makes it really hard. And this is the kind of thing maybe you need your husband to listen to something like this so that they can help identify and bring them in. And I know it's work. I know it is. And I know it's easier to just do this kind of stuff yourself and do the learning yourself. But if we don't ever bring them in, they're never going to really understand the why behind where we are, where we got to because that was a whole journey. And if we don't include them in that process, then they're still way back there. And we want to be aligned in this. So, okay, I'm off on a tangent. <sighs> Traditional homeschooling has its pros and cons, but it can and often does breed burnout, discouragement, and a feeling of failure. Because home life is different than school. It's messy, it's busy, you have multiple grades you're working with at the same time. You have good days and a lot of bad ones. 
and you have such high expectations that when it doesn't work for you, you feel like an utter failure. It is important to remember that there are so many other ways we can approach homeschooling now that may work better for you if you're willing to learn about them. So I was 100% a traditional homeschooling mom when I started. Um, my kids were hating school, though. I was unhappy. I was discouraged. I was burnt out. So I broke away from what was natural to me and explored new methods and tried new curriculum. And I'm finally at the point where I am enjoying teaching my kids. I'm enjoying homeschooling. I've always loved aspects of it, but it was enjoying little tiny pieces along the journey of a lot of hard and a lot of frustration and a lot of feeling like a failure. And I hate that, you guys. If you are going to bed feeling like a failure, and if you're tired of spinning your wheels and going around in circles and feeling like nothing you're doing is working, and are you cut out for this? Can you do this? Right now, I want you to stop what you're doing, and I want you to tell yourself, I can do this. Because you can. You really, 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 really can. I, I, I listened to Carol Bernier I think that's how you say her last name, at a homeschool conference a long time ago, and she said you have to find your child's key. Every child has a different key, and you can't blame them if what you're doing is not working because you just need to find a different key. You need to find what's going to work for that child. And the hardest part about that is that we also have our own keys. We also have our natural ways that we learn and therefore that we teach. And they are what make us happy. And they are the way that, that we naturally flow and do things. And it's not easy to change that. It's not. But we have to change that in order to enjoy this whole homeschooling experience. Because it's a lot easier for me to think outside the box and make a big messy craft, which seriously makes me not able to breathe. I hate crafts. Let's just get that on the table. I hate painting. I hate Play-Doh with a passion. I hate anything that makes a mess uh, a lot, like a lot. But I have totally let it go because it is so much easier for me to sit down with my kinesthetic learner and do a lesson while we're painting or to draw out our math or whatever that may be to make it more hands-on for her and she's giggling and laughing and enjoying it and we're bonding together and it's a fun experience rather than me standing over her trying to teach her the way I did, which is mommy's going to stand up here with her teacher hat on and a little, you know, pointing stick to point to all the different things on the board of what you're supposed to learn. Read in your book. Why haven't you learned it? Come on. Meanwhile, she's crying and the only message she is receiving is I am stupid. That's it. That is the message I'm telling my daughter because I'm frustrated with her because I've taught her the same concept 10 billion times over and over year after year. This is not an exaggeration. This is my life. And I will get to this point where I'll say, you do not understand place value. You do not understand addition. You don't understand anything, nothing. Everything I have taught you this past year or two years has been for not, for nothing. And I'll get so frustrated, you guys, because I'm sorry, that is frustrating. Let's just be real here from a parent's perspective, from a teacher's, from a human adult 
perspective when you have wasted two years smacking your head against a wall trying to teach a simple concept and find out two years down the road that it all went to waste. That's frustrating. That's not helping her. That's making her feel like she is stupid because she's not getting it because it's, it's accomplishing nothing. It doesn't matter how many times I hit my head against the wall. It's not going to happen. It's not going to accomplish anything. So for me, I needed to find what worked for her. Even if I flipping can't stand pulling out all this stuff and hands on and it makes me just, it's not my happy place. Okay. I don't like it. But if she is happy and she's getting it and I can spend 10 minutes doing that as opposed to an hour and she's understanding and grasping everything I'm teaching her as opposed to nothing and we're having fun together as opposed to tears, everything in the situation is now working and all of a sudden we're finding joy in our homeschool. So that's my experience and I know, I know, I know because because I know I deal with so many people in my course that I'm not alone, that there are so many of you that start out as traditional homeschoolers because naturally it's the way you were taught and naturally it's the way that school has ingrained into us that that is the way we need to teach and yet look at the new studies that are coming out. The way that school teaches is not an effective model to go by. That is not an effective model. We learn through experience. When your child learns how to eat and speak, it is through experience. They're not just hearing milk, milk, milk. No, 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 no. They're holding the milk. They're tasting the milk. They're feeling that the milk is cold. They're spilling the milk. They're experiencing the milk. They're seeing it, feeling it, touching it over and over and over and over again. And now their brain is building all of the concepts that this is milk. And in this situation, it's milk. And in that situation, it's milk. It's the same thing with learning. If we are just teaching it in one direction and from one standpoint, and especially if that's not the way our children are wired to learn, then that's not going to help them remember and yeah, it might be effective for that day or that week or until the test, but really in the long run, is that going to be effective? And are you going to take a break for summer and start up again and realize, oh my goodness, they never truly mastered this. So uh, well, let's just repeat it and hate this whole experience and feel like I'm a failure. No more. No more. If that is you, no more. That stops. I am telling you, you need to go and you need to take this quiz if you have not. And you need to try to find... If you are a traditional homeschooler, and if you are nodding your head to all this, you need to try to find what do you want? What do you think is going to work for your children? And it is not easy changing. It is not. Because not only are you going to have to find what your value and vision for homeschooling is and find a way to go in that direction and change yourself, which is hard. It is so hard. But you're also going to have to find your kids' keys. And here's the thing. When you've got more than one kid, there's more than one key. So finding that for each of your children and how you can tailor education and meet everybody where they're at, that's not easy either. So it's going to be an, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a journey. And you guys, we're all on this journey together. If you are new to homeschooling and you're just feeling discouraged and frustrated, totally not sure where you want to go, 
or have an idea of where you want to go, but no idea of how to get there, then I want to help. I do want to help as much as I can. And if I'm busy and I can't because my life is chaos and crazy, then join the group. I'm going to, I'm going to link to that as well above. It's also in my sidebar, but I have an exclusive group for my page. It's called Hip Homeschoolers on Facebook. And that's a place where you can actually connect. And even if I'm busy and off doing a billion other things, there's other people in that group that when you post, I'm having a rough day and I'm just at my wits end. What would you do? There's going to be other moms that have been there that are going to be able to answer and help you. And it's a community. It's a community of homeschoolers so that we can all relate and go along this journey together and share. If we're a little bit farther on our journey, share with someone who's new to the journey so that we're all together because that's what this is. So I hope that gives you an overview of what traditional homeschooling is. I hope that gives you an overview of that's where you are and it's working for you. I hope that you don't feel like I'm saying that you need to change because again, like I said, it's about finding what works for you and what works for your children. And if traditional homeschooling works for you, I gotta say I'm kind of jealous because <laughs> I love that. I love routine and structure and lists and all of that stuff. But I do find that it preys into my perfectionist mentality. So then when I can't keep up with what my idea is of perfect, which would be keeping up with everything on my to-do list, um, you know, that to-do list can get really long. I'm a little unreasonable then I just do nothing. I'm all or nothing. So then we would probably end up doing bursts of school, like drill sergeant style, and then, you know, no school for a week because I'd failed and I'd be really hard on myself, which is where I was at. So for me, it didn't work. I had to move away from it. I'm way too much of a perfectionist, but if that is working for you, then that is awesome. That is awesome. And I hope that if it isn't working for you, that the quiz is going to help you. And if it doesn't, and you're still just totally lost, then feel free to email me. There's a contact form on my blog um, or go to the group and you can comment on there. You can tag me in it, whatever. And, and ask questions, you guys, and talk with other homeschoolers. If you're part of a co-op or part of a group, whatever, reach out because I know there are other homeschoolers exactly like you in the same situation you're in. They're going to have unique insight to help you find what's going to work for your kids. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I can't wait to talk to you again next week for another episode. See you soon. Thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy, busy day to listen to truth in the trenches. I hope you guys found it helpful and I cannot wait to see you next week. Talk to you later.